Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align Wealth Management. And this week's episode is coming to you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. We've had a pretty strong week for markets, especially on the NASDAQ. The tech-heavy NASDAQ has put in a few highs during the week on the back of uh, better-than-expected inflation information, employment, and a little bit lower interest rates. If you're keeping score at home, uh, the world's richest man, uh, Elon Musk, became the first human in history to come in with a net worth at over $250 billion. Uh, That was Monday, and Tesla shares have continued to soar this week for the electric vehicle maker. We've seen pretty steady action across the uh, all risk assets. Uh, specifically, highlights of this week have been the elections that took place on Tuesday, which brought us a Republican governor in Virginia and a very tightly contested race in New Jersey. Perhaps the greatest victory for democracy all week was the citizens of Minneapolis voting resoundingly to keep the men and women in blue going there and uh, maintaining a police department instead of uh, an abolition attempt to end that in the Twin Cities. Other big items this week to keep an eye on will be employment information that's uh, coming out right around this time the show airs uh, today, as well as forecasts from the Federal Reserve on late Wednesday that this month they will begin taper to in begin tapering meaning reducing the amount of bond purchases that they make every month from the current 120 billion dollars a month that have went into uh, emergency use during the pandemic this does set up when you've had 10 months as strong as we've had historically for a good finish to 2021 and perhaps a start to 2022 that is also favorable for risk assets but it's clear uh the dot plots and the percentages are stacking up for probably at least two rate increases next year and maybe more based on inflation and economic activity. We've got a great show for you today with your questions and regarding why elections matter. Also, the financial planning focus will be looking at the state and local income tax portion that may be on an itemized deduction as well as some other tax ideas. And then, of course, we will be looking at the tech-heavy NASDAQ as our stock selection of the week. Again, we've had good gains across the board this week in risk assets. Rates are a little bit lower than where they were a week and two ago. And we've got a great show for you. So keep listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. And we'll be back after words from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align Wealth Management. And this is our second segment where we take a deeper dive into investment issues that have been top of mind this week. And let's look at the tech sector because uh, as of earlier this week, the NASDAQ put in some new highs. And congratulations to Elon Musk. I don't know if he's a listener or not, but on Monday, his net worth surpassed $250 billion. Uh, as you could guess, his net worth is primarily built on stock, the stock of his uh, epidemonous Tesla Motors, uh, named after uh, Nikola Tesla. And Musk is the largest shareholder there. And as that share price uh, has appreciated greatly in the last uh, several months, so has his net worth. To put this into perspective, in order to spend $250 billion, you could spend $10 million a day for 68 and a half years. Let that sink in at the gargantuanness of a quarter of a trillion dollars. Wow. So our investment focus is on the tech sector. Obviously, uh, Tesla has been a poster child for what in the business they call momentum stocks. Uh, this is a factor, and if you're into factor investing, typically the factors, uh, the two largest ones are momentum and quality. And momentum stocks, as the name would imply, are companies that have a lot of positive price momentum pushing it forward. Uh, think about waves hitting the beach, and every time the wave hits the beach, it goes a little bit further up the beach. So momentum investors in general are looking for companies that just have a wave of uh, good news, good earnings, positivity behind it, and a wave of buyer after buyer uh, that keeps pushing share prices towards the heavens. Uh, as we said, Tesla has been a uh, poster child for momentum stocks for quite some time. Uh, others are mainly in the tech sector, such as you know, Facebook was the poster child probably uh, in years past uh, instead of Tesla in the momentum sectors. So momentum isn't just the tech sector. And as market fundamentals change, charts change, and the technical analysis change, other companies from other sectors can go in, but generally the momentum factor, <coughs> excuse me, has been dominated by the tech space. Also, if you think about stocks that have shown strong momentum this year, Google, they're again in the tech space. 
has been a champion uh, for quite some time now. NVIDIA has been a champion and and one of the overseas uh, tech stocks, ASML of the Netherlands, has been another longtime featured investment in momentum indexes. Uh, iShares has a momentum index. Uh, the symbol is MTUM. Uh, they also have a quality stock index. That's another factor, as I said, which focuses on cleaner balance sheets, lots of earning power, and very low debt. Uh, the symbol is QUAL. Uh, the people that name these funds uh, try to keep it simple. But by and large, with a focus on tech, one of the things that has made tech hit new highs this year but also made it a little bit more volatile than other stocks is that traditionally interest rates will make or break a lot of tech companies because not many have positive earnings. And anytime you extrapolate out in a capital asset pricing model uh, just what a company may be worth, the lower the interest rate that you use, such as the 10-year treasury number to forecast forward earnings, the higher the valuation you get on paper. Now, interest rates, as you, if you've listened to this show, you know, drive a lot of things. And currently, uh, the 10-year rate's right around the 150 mark. Now, to put that in perspective, a year ago, we were at about uh, just under 1%. Uh, we crossed over that at Christmas. And this year, we've been anywhere from the 1.2s all the way up to 1.76 on the 10-year. And we have settled in right around the 150s. So, in looking at that, the NASDAQ has had a lift since September when rates have moderated from the mid-1.6 area back to 150. But also, there's been a lot of talk from uh, well-seasoned uh, bond market professionals and economists alike that we may see a 1.25 to 1.3 10-year Treasury rate by the end of the year. As you heard in our opening segment, the big news this week is that uh, Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, has stated that the Fed will begin to taper asset purchases this month. Um, as we mentioned, instead of buying $120 billion worth of treasuries every month, it'll be some figure less than that. And it'll probably take them into mid-year next year to get that additional buying down to zero. Uh, that, in effect, does keep interest rates somewhat under control. And it may be even six months before we get out of the zero bound on short-term interest rates, as we reported earlier. One thing, though, that is a fact is these low rates have helped all risk assets. So you can read into that stocks, uh, even real estate prices, uh, the prices of homes, farms, etc. But probably the biggest beneficiary of this low interest rate environment that we've been in really since 2008 has been the tech-heavy NASDAQ as most stock pricing models, especially for companies that don't have a lot of earnings or growing earnings, the fact that you're plugging in a low interest rate variable into that equation makes all the difference in the world. You're listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back in 60 seconds. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, 
you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, and this is our financial planning segment of the show. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align Wealth Management, and we've had a busy week of action, uh, Washington, D.C., Wall Street, other parts of the country. If you're an NFL watcher, as you know, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, Aaron Rodgers, attested positive for COVID. So where does this leave us uh, with financial planning topics? Well, what we're going to explore is a hot-button issue in the recent negotiations for a new tax deal and the one point. It looks like now $1.75 trillion spending bill, and this is uh, the acronym they use in Washington is SALT. Uh, Washington loves acronyms, and SALT stands for state and local taxes. This is typically what uh, you used to be able to deduct uh, almost in an unlimited range on your itemize, if you itemize your deductions. More recently, that was capped at $10,000 as a maximum deduction you could take as an itemized deduction uh, after the tax tax reform that went into effect in 2018. The number that's been most recently bantered about, and keep in mind none of this has been voted on, is right around $72,500. So that would mean if you're a high income earner or you had lots of properties and you paid a lot of state and local taxes, you could deduct up to 72,500 of those on your itemized deduction. So let's take a deeper look on what goes into the state and local taxes. Uh, obviously, if you have a W-2 paycheck, um, you'll notice as deduction items, state taxes, and if you are uh, unfortunate enough to live in a city and or a county or both that charges uh, taxes on uh, income or net profit, all of those taxes would fit into the state and local tax deduction. Uh, for some quick math, uh, if you're in a state that charges a 5% income tax, and that's what's being withheld out of your check, uh, for every $100,000 you make, that's $5,000 going towards that total. But it gets better. Uh, typically, if you're in a uh, own a home uh, or own uh, multiple homes, you're paying property taxes two counties for the privilege of owning that property. Those are also dollar amounts that could go into this SALT deduction. Uh, keep in mind, uh, a lot of states do charge property taxes on vehicles and other things. Those can all keep piling up for this state and local tax deduction as well. If you have multiple residences spread over multiple states, as always, with everything, check with your professional tax advisor on this. But the property tax regimes can be different. You can be charged different amounts depending on what is your actual official residential status in any given state. If you're one of our Illinois listeners, uh, you're laboring under the highest tax burden, especially with property taxes uh, in our listening area. 
If you're one of our Tennessee listeners, as you know, you have no state income taxes. Uh, God bless you. Uh, the state of Tennessee is one state that has done it right. They run a tight ship, a clean budget, and don't have to tax the incomes of their residents. But those numbers go into the infamous SALT, uh, state and local taxes, that you could hopefully have as an itemized deduction. Now let's briefly look at some other things that have traditionally been potential itemized deductions. Uh, usually at the top of that form is health care expenses. Uh, these are health care expenses that exceed a certain percentage of your gross income. And those can include uh, actual hard out-of-pocket expenses that you've had that uh, weren't reimbursed by insurance and even including mileage. If you've been very, very ill or had to take uh, uh, loved ones to and from treatments, hospital visits, etc., there is a mileage amount uh, that can be deducted as well. Again, get with your professional tax providers there. Uh, big ticket items when it comes to, to medical expenses would be long-term care stays, as if you're in a qualified facility, um, those could be a large amount of tax-deductible expenses and do have certain parameters uh, that uh, really gauge how much you can deduct there and a professional tax advisor can tell you exactly where those fit in. Other itemized deductions traditionally have been in and around charitable giving. Uh, so this is everything from the old Daughters of the American Revolution to your local house of worship, maybe where you went to school. As long as the entity is a 501c3 charitable organization and you receive nothing in return for the gift, that typically is the test uh, that allows you to uh, itemize those charitable deductions. Other entities, such as, say, St. Vincent de Paul, um, Goodwill, they can provide you uh, valuation documentation if you donate something other than cash, like old furniture, clothes, etc. When you get into donating items outside of cash, and even with appreciated stock, there are certain parameters that um, basically govern how much you can deduct in those areas. If those are things that uh, you do, you definitely need to be working with a tax professional to make sure you stay on the right side of these deductions. Uh, in years past, other deductions that have come and gone, uh, some of those include, you know, potential uh, uninsured casualty losses, uh, investment interest. But these rules change from year to year, so stay on top of those by working with a professional so you can identify what's in and what's out, so to speak, to make sure you pay what you owe in taxes, but not a penny more. Uh, there are a lot of tax loopholes out there and a lot of things that can potentially go in to an itemized deduction. The counter to an itemized deduction is a standard deduction. No one knows what those amounts will be, but in the last tax deal, uh, a lot of itemized deductions were removed, but a standard deduction was increased, such as I think currently for a married filing joint return, it's around 25100 if you're under 65. Uh, it's less if you're filing head of household or single, but those are much larger amounts uh, than before the Tax Act of 2018. Once we know the rules, we'll have probably a special show on this because 
it will be a confusing year in 2022 or whenever these new tax rules go into place, and they may be staggered in. We've heard rumors that some of the capital gains issues may be uh, a new rate may be on the books after September, uh, or it may be year-end. Uh, same thing with rules regarding certain trust. So keep your ears open, and once it is in writing, voted on, and approved, we'll have that information on this show. So keep listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the email bag segment of our show where we answer your questions and tie it back to how it relates to your finances. As a reminder, please send your questions in via email to me at william.a.watson at ampf.com. The questions this week centered around the fallout from the elections that were held on Tuesday night in the country. And the two uh, biggest elections were the governorships of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Old Dominion, and the state of New Jersey. Uh, as of the uh, <clears throat> recording of our show here, it does appear that Phil Murphy will retain the governorship of New Jersey uh, with a the slimmest of margins, I think, of just around 30,000 votes. Uh, Murphy's a Democrat, and, and Biden carried that state by a wide, wide margin in the presidential election just 12 months ago. And in Virginia, that governor's seat has flipped to the Republican challenger of the incumbent, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, Virginia had been a uh, blue state, as they say, for quite some time. Other major ballot initiatives uh, on election night were, of course, the um, plebiscite vote in Minneapolis as to whether or not to basically end the Minneapolis Police Department as we know it and fold it under a Department of Public Safety or Public Works banner as had been bannered about. And that was defeated soundly, I think, 58 to 42 percent, which is a resounding, um, I think, uh, defeat based on what had been in the media. A couple takeaways. First and foremost, if you've watched mainstream media leading up to these elections, you would think that the groundswell to defund the police departments in our major cities is heavily in the majority 
of most citizens' mind. As identified by the Minneapolis vote, uh, given the um, horrific circumstances uh, that have gone on there uh, between the police and the local citizenry, even in that area, 58% of the citizens voted to retain the police department. So to a certain extent, this is another example of the mainstream media perhaps trying to indoctrinate us rather than report facts to us. As it pertains to the governor's race, there's a couple of things. Let's tie this back to finances. First and foremost, uh, the stock market, if it likes anything, it likes a little bit of gridlock in Washington. So that means a split uh, political power sharing arrangement. And the elections delivered that. But also, I would say, bringing back the election results to maybe some of the more um, uh, some of the causes that drove voters to the polls, especially in Virginia, were around how local school boards acted and how parents were treated. Uh, keep in mind, probably one of the biggest single expenses you pay every year, unless you're sending a kid to college, is your local property tax bill. And if you take a look at your property tax bill, the vast majority of your tax bill, even though you're paying your county, it's going to support local school systems. Depending on where you are listening to this, it could be upwards of maybe even 85% of your tax bill goes to support your local school systems. And one of the things that uh, really motivated voters in Virginia was the fact they felt like they didn't have a voice. And if you're living in a posh Washington, D.C. suburb and spending tens of thousands of dollars a year on property taxes, of which the vast majority is going to support a school system that is engaged in teaching children things that may or may not even be factual, but you don't agree with, you at least want to be heard in those school board meetings and the governor of Virginia was portrayed as not wanting that to happen. So bringing that back to money, I think as people write property tax checks, especially this month, uh, they want to have a voice. Now, the great thing about the country we live in is we do get a voice in <clears throat> local decision-making and local politics. Probably at the school board level is the easiest way to have input on what goes on within your city. I do believe we will see a mini revolution, so to speak, happen in some local school board races as more concerned parents who are following the trajectory of their tax dollars will want more of a say in what happens to the teaching of their children. Where does this go as we lead and we're just now 12 months away from midterm elections? As I said it earlier, uh, the stock market, if it likes anything, likes gridlock. And it would definitely appear that the Republicans have gained some momentum from where they ended the 2020 presidential and general elections. And they may be able to take advantage of that going into 2022. Issues that will be on almost every voter's mind at that point is what is the fallout of the new tax bill and or spending bills. Uh, as mentioned before with property taxes and local school board elections, uh, politics 
really at every level is local and it doesn't get more local than your wallet. So depending on what happens with tax increases or tax decreases, we will only know once the elections take place next year. But with that said, who are the beneficiaries of this? Uh, obviously, I think this is probably a wake-up call to the Democratic Party. The Republicans feel they have momentum. Uh, if you're an owner of a local television or radio station, I think it's probably good times as I can easily foresee that advertising and spending on election ads will probably begin in earnest even earlier this year than in past years as there will be efforts to either – retain control of the House of Representatives if you're a Democrat or overturn that uh, majority if you're a Republican and to break the stalemate in the Senate uh, depending on which party you're in in an effort to try to sway politics. Keep in mind, uh, MFS looked at the Congressional Budget Office spending and through the pandemic, 24 uh, percent of all the money spent in the pandemic went to enhance jobless benefits. So that's a quarter of all the money spent. So that's not just government assistance to people. That's all the money spent in the pandemic, including what was spent uh, looking for uh, vaccines and potential cures for COVID. Uh, pretty much a quarter of it was spent to pay people who were not working. Are we paying for that now because of the uh, jobless uh, lack of people returning to the workforce? Maybe, maybe not. But that's also sure to be a statistic that is bountied about uh, as the elections come our way. So just remember, always something to do before you vote is think about how the outcome of the election will affect your own personal economy, your own personal pocketbook, and where you spend your money as Americans, we should have a voice in what we do. And keep in mind, we are free, but the greatest obligation we have to this republic is the obligation to go cast a ballot on every election day. It's a right that most people in parts of the world do not have, so let's never take it for granted. And it is an obligation. It's an obligation to this great country. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back same time, same station next week. This is WOMI Owensboro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.